You're listening to Juggernaut Brew. Juggernaut Brew. A beer review podcast giving in-depth reviews of great beer from a guy that loves beer. Mm, yeah, buddy. Give it a perspective about some that you may have had and some you may not have had. You mean to tell me there's more than one? And my insight into how great and not so great they truly are. We're not talking about seltzers here. From crisp lagers to heavy stouts and to heavily hopped IPAs. There's way too many to list. Straight to the glass. Now that's what I'm talking about. So let's not delay it anymore. Grab your favorite brew, open it up, don't mind if I do. And give it a healthy pour. Here's your host, the one and only, Mr. Joe Vittorio. All right, welcome to episode five of Juggernaut Brew. I'm excited to be here as always. If it's your first time listening, welcome. If it's more than your first time listening, well, welcome back. And... I'm excited to be here as always to be having a beer here and enjoying it and talking to you guys about it here on a Sunday afternoon, doing a little bit of day drinking going on here in Borman, Ohio. And I have a guest today. So excited to be here with the guest to have a segment of Two and a Brew. So our guest here is Lisa Wallace, co-founder and co-director of the Brightside Project. Go ahead and say hi. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me today. Oh, I'm excited. Tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing over in East Palestine or what you've been doing lately in East Palestine. And also, first and foremost, what does your organization do? Okay, so the Brightside Project is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and we reach out to children in Columbiana County, Ohio, who have experienced trauma or they've been at exposed to adverse childhood experiences and our entire purpose our mission is to equip and empower them to reach their full potential and we do that by building resilience and giving hope so our entire lineup of programs and services is aimed at allowing children to make choices and empowering them and building self-esteem supporting their social emotional development and their mental health now, I know that you've been on the news lately, and some of you that do listen locally have probably seen Lisa on the news. I know that you said you were having people, as we've had in conversations outside of here, too. Now, if some of you don't know out there, Lisa is my fiance, so we do have conversations outside of, obviously, this podcast. But tell us a lot about like the craziness that's been going on in the past, what is it, uh, four weeks, five weeks? True. I am your fiance for four four years, three years now. I don't know. We'll get married eventually. One day. One day. Uh, over the past few weeks, um, actually about, well, February 3rd is when the train derailment happened in East Palestine. And since then, we uh, we have been hitting the ground running. It's been crazy. We mobilized our crisis relief team uh, the following Monday just to give supplies to families in need, the residents in need during the crisis, and it's just been incredible to see the outpouring from across the country of people wanting to help the folks in East Palestine. So if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how would they reach you? Uh, they can visit our website, uh, brightsideprojectohio.org, especially if they're interested in what we're doing in East Palestine. We have a whole uh, page set up just for East Palestine and what we're doing and how people can help with that. And where would they reach you by email? Email Lisa, L-I-S-A, at brightsideprojectohio.org. 
And do you have a website? Brightsideprojectohio.org. You already said it, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I was listening. You don't listen to me. I got confused. Me. I do listen. <laughs> I'm just trying to fast track everything. It's been a crazy week. So... Are you ready to kick back and relax a little bit? Enjoy a beer here on this podcast. That's what we're about. Yep. I can't uh, wait. <laughs> can't wait. Great. So getting into that, obviously, get, let's go ahead and kick it off then. So on this podcast, who am I? I'm just an average guy who enjoys craft beer. Now, I've been drinking craft beer before beer craft beer was cool, and I'm excited to kick it off. Now, some of the ones that I got into to start off were Sam Adams Boston Lager and then jumped into Avery 13. It was an absolute monster. Now, there is three segments of the show that we do. If it's your first time listening, one format is Brew and Review, is where we get a beer. We rate that beer on four aspects, appearance, aroma, taste, and feel on a scale of 1 to 10, one being its absolute trash the brewery down make sure that you can never come around it again and 10 being this is the best beer i've ever had i can't think of a beer more perfect than this one give me more of that beer the other segment that we do and the first time doing that is going to be two and a brew and that's what we are doing today to where i have a guest on lisa and we are going to be drinking and reviewing a brew here with you now i haven't told her what the beer is so she's going to be excited to try this i hope maybe a little bit scared i know i'm a little bit scared because i already know what the beer is and it is two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. I haven't had anything to eat yet. I'm glad she has, so I'm going to be hurting for certain in a little bit here. And then I also have a segment called Brew Talk. Brew Talk being, I just have a beer, talk about a random topic that I may have read about, listened about, and then I give you my insight into that and pretty much just what I think on that. Now, Lisa, you know the question. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, Gather around for the most delicious show the world has to offer. Get ready for an exhilarating adventure. You'll find no pressure. Let me describe to you what I have for your drinking pleasure. An adventure of aromas and flavors for all to behold. An art form of barley, hops, and water to be told. From the microphone, I have this treasure to deliver to you. Prepare to be amazed by the one, the only, this is Juggernaut Brew. All right, so let's get into it. <laughs> I know I'm ready. How about you, Lisa? Are you ready? I'm ready. I let's know go. you're a huge beer aficionado here. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> so this should be interesting. All right, so what we're reviewing here today is going to be the Humble Foresters, the name of the brewing company, Stargazing with Eight State. Now, this is an imperial pastry stout. I've never had an imperial pastry stout, so I don't know what it is. Lisa, how many imperial pastry stouts have you had? Um, never, but it sounds like dessert in a can. All right. Now, you want to now also, too, I'm going to get to something else here in a second here because this is going to come off as sexist, but that's okay. You can hate me if you want to. This has toffee, toasted coconut, hazelnut, and vanilla beans is what is also in here. And the reason I bought this, knowing that you were going to be my guest, I said, if I was a girl, what would I drink? So this is what I went after, unless it was some bullshit Truly or some bullshit seltzer that we obviously don't do here on this podcast, as mentioned before. Now, I don't know. What, what do you think of the look of this can here? I think the can's beautiful. I've always wanted to go stargazing with you. But, you know, you're, you've never bought into that idea. So I guess this is, this is as good as it, we're going to get to oh, start yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's so pretty. Like, there's stars and silhouettes on it. Very pretty. Now, I've had some things from Humble Forester or Forager. Humble Forester, Forager. We're still foraging in the forest, so I guess that would be appropriate <laughs> there. 
Now, what this is, I'm gonna read the description of it in the back. It's a brewed in collaboration with our forever friends from A State Brewery in Greenville, South Carolina. This pastry stout is packed full of toasted coconut, roasted hazelnuts, Madagascar vanilla beans, and toffee. Adventure with us at www.humbleforagerbrewery.com. I almost gave him the wrong website there and I had to double back. And this weighs in at a hefty whopping 13%. Holy cow. <laughs> That's all right. It's just like drinking a glass of wine. We're sharing a can though. So We're sharing good. a can. I actually bought two cans, so I have another can in there. If you want to go can for can, we'll go for that. I don't think that's a good idea for me. All right. And it says version one, whatever that is. So I don't oh. know if there's multiple versions of this. Should we Google it? No. Okay. Well, you can later. Okay. I'm we'll do that later. We'll do that I want to know if there's a version two. I wonder what it is. I don't know. <laughs> but... Lisa is going to be drinking out of a snifter. I'm going to be drinking out of a Trappist glass, or they call it a goblet or a chalice or whatever you want. Mine has a laser etching in the bottom. Hers does not have a laser etching in the bottom. So when we're looking at our glasses, we're looking at two different glasses here, and we might report on both glasses. So you ready to get into it? Yes. What does the etching do on yours? So what the etching does is in the bottom of it. You see how there is a laser. It's pretty much like a Chimay logo. Mm -hmm. So what that causes is when you pour the beer into the glass and as it sits there, and I'm sure you've seen out of beer glasses that I drank, sometimes the head will dissipate on it pretty quick. Yep. What that does is in the center of that, you're gonna get a constant stream of bubbles that come up through it. And that's gonna retain the head. And I guess also part of the concept of it is it makes it more aromatic, does it? I don't know. I don't get that intricate into it. Um, do I think glassware has a huge bearing on the beer? Of course. And that's why I gave you a snifter because stouts should be drank out of a snifter or any barrel aged beer. Cool? Yep. All right. So let's go ahead and get into it. And ladies, first I'll pour into yours. Now on the initial pour here and the way that I describe the beers is holy <laughs> shit. It's so dark. It is so dark, but one thing I noticed that just happened out of that is on your pour, there it is, a little bit, is, holy shit, can you, all right, so I can smell the alcohol coming off of it already. Now, one thing unique that I just noticed out of this, and the way that I also tend to describe before we get too far forward here is, um... I try to describe the beer as if I am talking to someone that is blind. So that's what I always try and do it. Now, looking at the glass, what's your initial impression? Well, it's really dark. And I, I mean, I don't drink a lot of beer. I've seen you drink a lot of beer. And this compared to a lot of what I see you drink, this is very dark. This is like thick, like oil to me that's what it looked like initially coming out even if you notice or one thing that i noticed look at that yeah rocking it on the side of the glass very syrupy yeah it looks like that's what it looks like it looks like you're having like a glass of thin almost i would describe it as like uh look at the look at a sediment that's on the side of that glass now just rocking it around there's like a sediment ring that starts on my glass and it's not like what I would say would be like uh, carbonation bubbles or anything of that nature. It makes it look um, dirty. Like the beer was really unfiltered. Oh. What are your thoughts there? Well, I don't, I don't see, well, I guess 
There's bubbles. So look at that. You got like some like some funky kind of rock that sideways again. Right there. Look at that. What is that? There's sure. almost like now her glass has a different layer, and I don't know if that's because she's drinking out of a snifter. But hers has a syrupy thing, and if you let it sit and then rock it a little further, there's like a second ring of there that looks almost like... I don't know, how would you describe that? I'd, I'd, I'd describe them all day on here. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely the expert on this compared to me, but to me it's just very syrupy, very thick. Like, I, she sees syrupy, I see like a layer of thin molasses on the top of that, and then the second ring looks like dirty dry milk. I know that's that's how I describe it. That's what I see in it. Now, in my glass, remember the etching that we were talking about here. You mm -hmm. see how I have that happening. Yep. And then in your glass, you have like effervescence or something in the middle. I have a little bit of something. Your glass essentially has nothing. Yep. So when you're looking at the head on this beer, what are you seeing? Um, I don't see a head as far as what I know a head of a beer to look like. Yeah, there's definitely nothing. So when we poured it out, even it, and I poured hers pretty soft, I poured mine pretty steep so that I can try and generate a head out of it. You had a little bit of bubbles that came up, which I just think was from the, you know, the direction that the beer was washing through there that just happened to do that. But looking at it now, it just looks like, to me, what I see just, you know, as it sits here, look at that dirty stuff on the side of my glass. Is this common for a stout? Like an imperial, what's the difference between an imperial pastry stout and like a stout. I've never had a pastry stout. So if I were to say, what is a pastry stout? I don't, maybe there's chunks of dirty shit in there. I, I don't want to say dirty shit, like pastry. but there like may be pastry. pastry. I mean, yeah, that could be part of like the thing that goes into it, but it makes it look like almost um, as if we were drinking kind of like a, uh, like maybe like a coffee that has like ground up stuff yeah. in it would, would kind of be the way that I would describe that. It's very that. dark. It is like black coffee. Yeah. What it looks like. But to answer your question, what's the difference between an imperial stout and a pastry stout? I don't know. I've, I've never had a pastry stout. This is my first time having one. But going off of other stouts that I've had, like the syrupy stuff that you've seen on there, that's that's common. If, if it is a really, really heavy, thick-bodied stout, when I, when I drink an imperial stout, I expect higher alcohol content, which, as we're sitting here, I can smell it. I expect a thicker body on it. I expect it to be a little on the sweet side, not on the dry side in a pretty heavy mouthfeel with a long finish is what I expect in a ton of flavor. That's what I would expect. So on appearance with me looking at this, with me rating it, what I would expect from an Imperial Stout would be some sort of head on there which we don't have, which tells me two things, okay? Either this beer was intentionally not carbonated or it has gone flat just due to age. Now that's usually what you see. Should it be carbonated? <laughs> What's that? Okay. Now, Lisa just pointed out something um, very observant here. So this beer that I bought, and, th and that makes a point, as we're looking at the can here, the bottom of this can says 0427 of 21. <laughs> so this is, in, but not necessarily is that a bad thing when you get into stouts. That means That'd that we're aging it out. years old. But pretty accurate. As we just, as I just mentioned, is that I expect it to be older and aged out. So now we know we are drinking a damn near two-year-old beer, which is fine. It has the alcohol content to back it up. It has the age to back it up, but it is it is an older can, which is cool. Now I still expect head on it, but now that you pointed that out, now I have to be pretty careful in how I rate it. Yeah. 
because we don't have it. Um, in my appearance, I don't like the crusty stuff going on. All right, that's me. I don't like the crusty stuff going on. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm, I'm gonna let you. I, I'm gonna let you rate your own appearance on there. I'll give you my very uneducated rating because I do not know beer, but um, wrap I, it up though, like yeah. everything that you're seeing and what you're basing that it, on. It really just looks like a glass of black coffee to me. I don't, and it feels cold, like cold black coffee. I would, I would say it's pretty accurate to to me sitting there. It looks like a. It's gonna sound bad. It looks like a dirty pressed, like French pressed, yeah. cold coffee. I don't even know if you can press cold coffee. So my rating on appearance is, I'm gonna go ahead and mark this one as four. That sucks, but that's where I'm putting it at. And I'll elaborate. Where, where are you rating it at? I'm, I'm gonna. I want to say a four as well, but. I, I know, I copied, but I like the can. I feel like the can plays a part in that for me. And the can says, look how cute that is. Think globally, forage locally, live humbly, and drink adventurously. We so, don't rate the can. I feel like this needs to be a part of the to appearance. To be clear, though. we don't rate the can. You got a girl beer, and so girls pay attention to that. Okay, so... so <laughs> all right, it's, it's, it's your rating. It's a okay, So it's a four. Yeah. All right, so we both rated it a four, so... You're going, you like the can. What about the stuff in the glass? <laughs> I mean, that's what we're, that's what we're, we're here. We're so different. Um, it's not okay. juggernaut can. I know. I feel bad for giving it less than a four, though, but I'm not. You can give it whatever you want. It's your rating. I know. I feel oh, like I'm going to give it a three. Now you gave it a three. And because I'm I, not educated enough, I think it looks like black coffee, and I don't do black coffee. You can so. rate it whatever you want. Yeah. If you want to rate it a four, rate it a four. Well, four it's with your the rating. can. Four with the can. Three without the can. Three without the can. Yeah. You can't rate it as a half, so it can't be a 3.5. Yeah. Actually, I'd probably give it higher than a four if I can include the can. Okay, so <laughs> well, you just said it was on. a three because it was a can, and we will move on here. <laughs> All right, so now getting into aroma. Aroma on this part. All right, so my, my initial is what I get out of it is cold molasses is what I pull. <clears throat> That's my initial that I get out of it. And I'm still not digging that crusty crap on the side of the glass, whatever that well, is. It's two years old. <laughs> well, yeah, it is, but still. To, to be clear, I've had... I've had five-year-old stouts that don't have crust they're, they're flat yeah. but they don't have crusty stuff on the side of the glass and i i don't have my scent back from covid yet but i definitely smell molasses in this and that's the only thing i can smell i just get molasses like straight up from the the bottle molasses i get a little bit more the the second pull that i got on it i got burnt toffee so I get like a, I get a molasses and a burnt toffee that I start to pull out of it and a lot of alcohol vapor. Which makes sense because it's a heavy beer. And I don't know. It's like earth. I don't know. The can <clears throat> says toasted coconut, hazelnut, and vanilla bean too. I don't smell any of that. I just smell molasses. Well, with a higher with a higher alcohol beer, that is pretty common. 
is you are going to get, well, I don't want to say with a higher alcohol beer, because obviously getting into an IPA or something like that, if you end up getting a molasses flavor out of it, then we're way, or a molasses aroma, we're way outside of the realm of what an IPA should be. But when you get into, let's say, stouts, some barley wines, when you get into that higher alcohol, they're all going to have, at least in my opinion, of all the ones I've had, and I've had some pretty high alcohol stouts. So looking at like, um, for some of you listening out there, this is what I'm comparing it to is uh, Three Floyd's Dark Lord, um, Avery Metastopheles style. Those, those are the ones that I think of. Metastopheles is like a holy shit 18 percenter. But getting into this, I mean, it's kind of what I expected it to... What I expect, oh man, nope, I got something else. I got something really nice. You know, let's switch glasses. Okay. Let's see if it actually does make a difference. So what I got out of there, when it's talking about, there was coconibs in here, wasn't there? Coconuts? Was there? You I don't know. Coconut? No, coconut. No, I got like a cocoa nibs kind oh. of aroma, not a coconut. Yeah, yours? I feel like yeah, it yours smells collect- different. Yours? It does. The glassware does have a difference. Yours smells like, just like you said, it smells like molasses and booze. Yeah. I mean, that's what I get out of that. No, I mean, if that's your if that's your thing, but I guess that is. So, does it, glassware make a difference? Yes. Yeah, it's crazy because it does. And I do get toasted coconut now. So yeah. Hmm. Am I am I getting excited about this beer? Not. Oh, I got a little bit of brownie. Like brownie batter is what I got out of it. That's great. Am I getting excited? No. And it's not enough for for me to say, like, holy shit. Yeah. I also forgot to mention the grand champion still on this podcast is... It is Three Floyd's Barrel-Aged Behemoth Barley Wine Stout. So... Do I think that this is going to knock the champ out so far? No. no. You really liked that one. I really did like that beer. And going in and just pur- purchasing this, and I walked through a lot of stuff that I've had that I turned down for this just because I wanted to try something new. I don't want to say that I'm disappointed so far, but I can't say that I'm super excited. I do get the vanilla. Yeah. Like, why am I hating on this? Are you warming that up between yeah. your hands? Yep. You're cupping the glass. So That's I'm cupping important. the glass. Yep. So Should just, I do that? You can. It, it will. Is it going to do a lot on the aroma? In my opinion, not really. I think it's just going to do what it does. It may force a little bit more to the top, but my concern is, is because the beer is so freaking cold that it is, it's going to make the taste really sharp. And when you get into a pretty heavy beer, when I mean sharp, like tight wise to where you'll taste it and you'll just get one flavor out of it so we should rate the aroma so we can taste it cold and then like we should warm it up a little and taste it no i'm just gonna go <laughs> live on the edge you're i'm gonna, just gonna go you're going to drink adventurously as I, the can says i am drinking adventurously but i don't know why i'm beating it up so bad on the aroma side i think that it was just that the that the appearance kind of took me down and then I got super negative on it and I shouldn't have. On the aroma, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's pretty pleasant. I, I like the toast of coconut that it has on it. Yeah, go ahead. I like the toast of coconut. I like the molasses. I like the cocoa nibs. I like the brownie that's in there. It's just, I wish I would have had this blindfolded and just said that I'm gonna just omit appearance because it's that, every time I look down at it, I see like that it looks like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to make the appearance even worse. Okay. 
I'm just gonna I'm gonna rate the aroma and then I'm gonna move on from this part of it and then I'll double back into the appearance because I just can't get away from it on the aroma alone with whatever pastry stout is I'm gonna have to look that up after this episode I'm gonna go ahead and hit it with an eight Wow yep that's very generous yep. I gave it a five. So why did you give it a five? Um, I gave it a five because mine, if I had your glass, maybe high, like I would have scored it higher, but my glass is very, I can't get past the molasses. That could be my sense of smell, not working right, but all I get is heavy molasses. It, it really developed just, I think, in that chalice made a little bit of a difference here. I'm still struggling with the appearance of it because the more I look at it, it looks like a glass, of flat Coca-Cola yeah. that was forgotten about in an apocalypse movie. You're very observant about that. I would not notice that, but you do. You zone into the details. That's why you're so good at a podcast like this. I think that's what it looks like. I. It smells. It doesn't smell like uh, like something happened to where the world ended look at that look at the back of that glass now that you just That's, spun it now it looks even worse it, it looks almost like a soap scum kind of it does finish. and i'm not beating this beer i always said i'm not beating this beer up i'm just saying what it is but it's not something to where i would i would sit back it looks like what it looks like is when i used to brew is sometimes uh, any time that i would pull the wort out that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like when I would pull the wart out, put it into a beaker so that I can measure the initial gravity of it. That's what it looks like. It looks like a stout to where I just went ahead and it's cool, obviously way too cool than it would be. But just as I'm going, okay, this is what it is before I actually brew this or when I, before I ferment this down so I know where my gravity starts. That's how I would describe it. All right, so. I don't know what any of that means, but I think that people out there can appreciate um, that who know beer better than I do. I think they can appreciate you saying that and describing that for them. All right. So you ready to move on into the taste? Ooh. That's the most exciting part? Cheers. Cheers. Yes, cheers. There we cheers go. Cheers to the dessert in the can. There we go. Oh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, buddy. Holy hell is that huge. You don't look like you liked it. <laughs> Listen, I, we know. We said this at the beginning. I'm not a big beer drinker. So this, this I think, for me especially, or specifically, this is a very heavy like beer for me to be doing with you on this podcast right now. So you're saying you don't like it? Is a, hold well, on. Well, no, we got to. Nope, can't say that. We got to wait till the overall. Yeah. The overall rating is where we're going to go with that. Now, you look like you took a huge sip of it. Was that wrong? I... You can take whatever you want. I usually take a small draw. A big gulp. Well, don't, you... <laughs> yeah. don't take a big gulp. No, you take a small sip. You can do whatever you want. It's your beer. And then the nice thing about it is because you're not taking just a huge gulp of it, you're taking it and like, think of it as like eating an elephant. How do you eat an elephant? One small bite at a time. I eat mine... I swallow mine whole, but <laughs> I do. I always say that. But if I were to eat an elephant, I'd eat it one bite at a time, but it, you get such, instead of just getting a holy heck big wash over the top, you get to take a very small part of it and then take more as you go. What was your initial impression there 
off of your slamming big gulp that you just had? Um, uh, it very kind of like a thick, I don't know, molasses is the best description. Even that syrupy thickness, the taste, like that, I felt like I licked like a molasses jar. I'm going to agree with you there. There is a lot of molasses on that. Like, oh. a ton. I knew what I was talking about with that. Yeah. Go me. But where, I mean, initially, that's what I get. I get just straight molasses. I get some sugary stuff, but again, molasses has a lot of sugar in it. But as it just sits, as it sits on your palate, <clears throat> as you were taking your telling me, you know, what you were getting out of it. And then we were talking through, you know, taking a bigger gulp or a small draw out of it. Mine started to develop more. So I taste what almost is like a, um, I do get the toasted coconut out of it. And I think it's just because I'm reading it. So, you know, I read the can, so I'm searching for it. Can I try yours? Yeah, absolutely you can. Or we're switching glasses. Okay, yeah, try mine. Mine's warmer. I can tell you that just by touching the glass. Yours definitely tastes different than mine. I feel like. Is it temperature or glass, maybe, or both? I think they taste the same. Well. It may be temperature, but it is so, to me, it is like hardcore sweet. Like not as sweet that I expected, so maybe that's where the pastry kind of comes into that. But I get molasses, a lot of sweetness, like to the point to I'm glad we didn't each get our own individual can because even what I have right now, I don't know if I can finish it because it's just telling my brain to stop. And this is where our taste buds are very different because for me, it's just bitter. I just taste like bitter and molasses. I don't taste anything pleasant. Molasses has a bitterness to it. That's all I get. So molasses and bitterness. I'm being so negative. I'm, I feel bad. The thing is, is where I think this beer would be kind of would kind of shine. I'm getting a lot of heat from the alcohol, so my chest is warm and I can just feel it breathing right now. But is this, I want to say this is a pint, there should be a volume on it just by touching it. Um, the With a pint, I think sharing this with about maybe four people would be the appropriate way to go, just because it's huge. Yeah. I mean, the beer's huge. Would this be like an after dinner, like dessert beer? Sometimes after dinner you get like a Guinness. Uh... I would say me, yeah, definitely, but it's also where I would kind of describe it as maybe having a port. You ever have like port, like dessert wine or any fortified wine? It's it's fortified. I don't know why you're asking me that. I, I don't, don't think know. I have. I'm not. I'm not the big drinker in the relationship. Not that you are, but you're definitely more cultured in that sense compared to me. I think it tastes more like like something. And you described it. Yeah, I would say that like an after dinner, like a dessert beer or something like that all day long. But I'd be running into a cooler, grabbing one of these, and saying that's going to be my go-to stout. Not even close. And it's just, I'm just not geared toward it. I mean, I, I appreciate what it is. But it's more of an experience, not like a like to try it but not like an everyday no i wouldn't say well an everyday no it's not an everyday don't you you'd get diabetes drinking this <laughs> i mean the you would get the diabetes drinking this beer well, and i mean i don't it's I'm, I'm not beating it up but i mean if i were to think of dessert in the glass but hold on we, we can double back on that 
So go into dessert in a glass, and then we'll start we'll start rating this thing. Like mine's getting warm now. I took a monster draw. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it tastes like if molasses morphed into brownie batter. That's a good description. <laughs> I could definitely get that. And then you get like this rotten kind of putrid coconut flavor, which absolutely just ruins the finish. That's how I would put it. And that's the bitter that I'm probably getting. Like it's it's to the point to where my brain is hardcore, like five alarm right now saying, stop drinking this beer. And that's not me saying I don't like it. It's just, that's how fortified it tastes. It's heavy. Yeah. It's, but I've had what heavy. Did you say 13? 13, but I, I could drink, you know, I can have a 12 ounce Metastopheles style from Avery and I'm good. And that's an 18 percenter. Like, and that's really enjoyable, you know, to where this, I'm not saying it's not enjoyable. Like if we went out and say that I had like a steak dinner or something and I was drinking a glass of wine or whatever the hell I was drinking with it. And then I was like, you know, instead of shifting to, oh man, I'm gonna eat my own freaking words. Cause I tried, I tried to force it. Say, you know, hey, would I rather have a Guinness or would I rather have this? Mm -hmm. I'd rather have the damn Guinness. Yeah. I really would. I'm not surprised that you're saying that. And what it's doing to my stomach right now is really warming, which is kind of cool, but also not kind of cool. You haven't ate anything today. But it's just, uh, yeah. So just to recap what I'm getting flavor out of it, I'm getting molasses with brownie batter. I'm getting a little, maybe like some baker's chocolate in there. I'm definitely getting. And then putrid burnt coconut with a super long finish of that. That kind of goes to, I want to say if you're eating like dark baker's chocolate, kind of bitter. Because uh, the more that I'm sitting here talking, like it went from, yeah, I really don't like that to, oh, okay, now I'm fine with it. And my chests are on fire is how hot this beer is right now. What's your recap? Um, I'm just really sticking to um, the molasses and the bitter. That's all I get from it. But molasses then again, don't don't take my advice because I don't know what I'm talking about. But that's what I. But you that's do. What I taste. And, and here's where I hear a lot of this and. I don't want you to say that you don't know what you're talking about. So let's go back to, let me rate this and then I'll get into that story. On a scale of one to 10 on taste, I'm gonna go ahead and crack it with a four. And the reason I'm going with four, I've done like the past two podcasts that I've drank some really not so good beers that I would say it, that I wouldn't recommend. This one may be for you, but reason I went with a four when I'm getting into a Imperial stout on this level and you in this caliber and going back to the big boys that I talked about like the sought after Dark Lord stout the you know Metastopheles stout hell we'll, we'll even put a real good kicker in here and I wish I just would have bought a bottle of this and reviewed this on the podcast uh, Dogfish Head Worldwide stout with weighing in at a whopping 15 something is an absolute pleasure to drink it it's something at that level it's just this, it, it disappoints on that. And even the depth on the finish right now, it's getting morning breathish. Like it, it's hard for me to, you know, I'm trying to force this beer. So I'm gonna, the reason I put it at a four, is it a good beer? 
yes, I think it's a good beer for what it is. Does it even hit the average level on a five of what a beer like this should be at this alcohol level? No, I don't think it does. I don't think it even, I don't think it even, it doesn't hit the average points. What do you think? Uh, I give it a three. It's, it's not pleasant at all for me to drink. I would much rather drink like an unsweet iced tea at this point. Um, but I gave it a three. It has a strong flavor. So I think if this is someone's preference for a beer and everyone's palate is different, um, I think it has strong flavors. It definitely has strong flavors. <laughs> but I'm trying to think, like, if you were to eat something, like, what would you pair this with to, to help with it? I don't know. Neither Cheesecake? Do I. No, I think it would just be over the top sweet. But moving on, getting to the story real quick, and then we'll go ahead and touch on mouthfeel on this. Excuse me. <clears throat> One of the things that I think about when I think of a beer this big that we were talking about is when you get into the calibers of that to where you can continually drink it was, and just like you said, well, I'm not an expert in this. You don't have to be an expert in this because when I started drinking craft beer back in 2004, okay, I took an Avery 13 and spit it back into the glass and I could have said, well, I don't know anything about craft beer. But the thing is, if you don't know anything, you continue to educate and you find things that you, that you like. Like for me, I don't like sours, but it doesn't mean that I don't know anything about them. I'm really educated at sours. I just don't like them and they're all the rage right now. So you're going to have your preference in your palate. And it's the same thing as to say, if I were to give you the most sought after beer in the world, doesn't mean it's going to be great just like anything else out there it just might not be your per se for bad reference like your cup of tea yeah i've learned that since we've been together everyone has a different palate ours mm -hmm. your palate my palate are completely different um you have a very sensitive you can pick up flavors out of wine and beer like nobody else so yeah there's truth to that everyone has a different preference and there's definitely alcohol in there well, it's beer. <laughs> I can tell in your eyes. I think there is definitely alcohol in there. Yeah, I just <laughs> noticed. Like I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Okay. So moving on to mouthfeel, what would you rate it now with a stout? And as you said, well, I'm not the expert here, but what a stout should be, as I described earlier, is a heavier. It was that good of a sip. I could tell by the look on your face. Yeah. Your mouthfeel should be heavy, chewy depending on the alcohol level, sticky. You should have some lip coating going on. Yep. And I would have liked to see some carbonation out of it, you know, is what you would expect. So my mouthfeel that I'm gonna go ahead and rate here just on feel alone, I'm gonna go ahead and rate this because of the age and because of what it is, an absolute 10. Wow. Yeah. That's good. I got it. it <clears throat> I got the stickiness that you were saying and the lip coating. Like, um, I have a bottle of water here. I'm going to take a sip in a minute because I can feel it in my mouth. It's sticky. Which it should be. I mean, it, with, with being at a beer with this high of alcohol and as much that's going on in there and the style that it is, I was expecting it to be sticky and have some of that molassesness going on to it and kind of having a heavier mouthfeel on it. Like it is syrupy when I drink it. It has like when you were saying, like it was motor oil off of the initial pour there. That was exciting. Um, also too, 
I expect that long finish what it, is what it has. Is it a good finish? No. But I do enjoy it. Now, my rating came in on an average, totaling up with an appearance of four, with an aroma of eight, with a taste of four, and then a feel. I hit it at a 6.5 is what I have it at. So how do you get your average? You add up all the scores and then divide it by four? That's how you so, do it? So, yep, that's what I did because that's the average that we're sitting at. Now, the champ weighed in the three Floyds Barrel-aged behemoth barley wine came in at an 8.75, which is going to be tough to beat. That was an 8 on what I rated in an appearance, a 9 in aroma, an absolute 10 in taste, and then an 8th in mouthfeel. What did you rate it at? So mine came in at a 4.5, and I made a note. This is definitely, I think if you're not a beer drinker, this would definitely not be a good one to start with. And I got the vibe of like being a child and taking NyQuil at night. Like I had to like- I can get that. Yeah, it made me like grimace in my face and like made my mouth pucker. And so, yeah, that's kind of the vibes I get. So 4.5 on this 4.5 is respectable though. I I would still say if, if you're out there, I'm not saying don't go out and try this beer. Absolutely try this beer. Is it a good beer? Yeah. I mean, I rate it a 6.5, 4.5, still respectable. So I would say, yeah. I think it's worth the experience for anyone just to try it and see what they think about it. Sweet. So Jin, literally. So. <laughs> and I, if you included the can in the rating, mine would have been higher. I really like that can. This this is us stargazing together. There we go. Stargazing I guess. Stargazing with 8th State Imperial Pastry Stout. With an apocalyptic look in a glass like it was neglected for years. <laughs> it's been such a romantic time with you. It has been. So, guys, now would you come on the show again? Did you enjoy being on the show? Yeah, I loved it. I would do this again with you. I know this is your passion. Beer and is definitely your passion so that's what being in a relationship's about sharing each other's passion at least supporting each other in that and you do that with me all the time with the bright side project so i would definitely come on again and i want to try like something different maybe lighter maybe something that you would choose for like a first time beer drinker yeah i guess i went a little heavy here just with go the woman's side home. of it yep that's what it was and you know with my toxic self whatever how i'm going to be looked at no what? maybe not <laughs> <laughs> is this a toxic masculinity? Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Oh. My mouth yeah. tastes like morning breath. I hope I'm not stinking in your face right now. But would you like the honors of doing the outro today? I don't know. I'm nervous. Hey, let's go ahead and do it. Until next time, guys. Thanks for listening here, guys, to episode five of the Juggernaut Brew podcast. Uh, Lisa got a little nervous to do the outro here because when you step up to be the master here, you got to go ahead and bring it to that level. So... Make the world a better place moving forward. Remember that life is short. Make everybody's day a little bit better. Just like the Brightside Project did helping everyone in Ace Palestine work prior and then the work that is coming. If you see a cart sitting in the parking lot, take it to the cart return. When you get your coffee in the morning, go ahead and get the coffee for the person behind you. That energy travels so much further than you would anticipate and it would make somebody's day that much better. Now, until we see you next time with moving forward with one of these beers, one thing that I do want to promise you is I'm going to bring you some bigger and better ones and some choices that I may have had that I can go ahead and recommend. But also at the same time with a group of friends, grab a beer, grab a couple of beers, grab a case of beer, hand them out, have a good time. Life is too short to sit in squalor, in negativity, in things that don't move you forward. 
do positive things. Move yourself forward in any objective that you can in your life. And the best piece of advice that I can give you about any confrontation that you have is never fight with a pig because you both get dirty and the pig likes it. Until I see you next time, guys, on episode six, have a great one out there and stay safe.